0: You're listening to the All Systems Go podcast, the show that teaches you everything you need to know to put your business on autopilot. Learn how to deploy automated marketing and sales systems in your business the right way with your host, the professor of automation himself and founder of Automation Bridge, Chris Davis. Welcome to the All Systems Go podcast. I'm your host, Chris L. Davis, the founder of Automation Bridge, an online publication for small business automation. And in and, and this episode, I want to reveal what I want. I want to reveal the true process in building an automated system for your business. There's a lot of lure around the idea of having one in place and and people are. Mesmerized honestly by the results it can produce, um that it's like they're like, Oh, wow, I need that, I want that but you you need to understand the journey to get there. That's what I wanna cover in today's episode. So if you're new to the podcast, make sure you listen to this episode in its entirety and subscribe. For those of you who are not new to the podcast and have not subscribed, make sure you do that and make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. The All Systems Go podcast is in all podcasting outlets from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts to Even Now. YouTube. Yes, the All Systems Go podcast is on YouTube. In fact, the Automation Bridge YouTube page is up and live filled with podcasts and and videos of myself breaking down tools, walking through tools, all kind of stuff. So you can subscribe anywhere. All right. But remember, don't just subscribe. Make sure you leave a five star rating and review for you new listeners. Listen to this episode in its entirety. And speaking of this episode, let's jump right into it. Um, I want to do some expectation setting on the process of automated marketing systems building. That was a mouthful. But what I want to do is make sure that you don't make the mistakes of the novice newbies, rookies, those posing to be true digital marketing professionals and automation specialists. Um, There's lots of people are focused on getting an automated system built in their business. In fact, you have marketers even marketing these systems as if you could just go buy one off the shelf. Right. I I saw one of the most you know what? I'm not going to name this tool uh, because I, I I'm not sure how I feel about the CEO and, you know, just everything yet. But I was more most recently in a tool and it had all of these different funnels from all of these experts. And it just listed them like just the name of the funnel itself was supposed to be like, this is what you need. It, w- it was garbage because there was no breakdown of what the funnel did. You know, it it was no uh, description of, hey, if you're looking to produce this, hey, if you're looking to run an automated webinar, hey, if you're looking to deliver a tripwire lead magnet, Facebook ad to webinar to, you know, whatever the case is, it was no description. They just had the titles of them like you're just supposed to know, oh, that that person is so important. I need their funnel. And that's it's so yucky, you know, Um because is that what we're is that what we're resulting to when it comes to truly teaching people what it takes to build an automated system? We're, we're that's beyond productized like that's beyond products, uh, taking information and creating products and, and whatever you want to call it. It's beyond that. That's just flat out. Um, It's just disgusting. That's the only word I can come up with. I try to come up with like a different lighter word. It is. It's, it's flat out disgusting. And the people who do it should be ashamed of themselves in some in some respect. But they don't care about the automation space as I do. And it's making money and it does add value to, to certain people. So whatever. That's their approach. Mine is this. You need to understand. You need to understand the process. And and I get it. I get what the allure comes from. Right. I, I get what is drawing people to desire such things and stuff like time recovery. Right. Predict an in, injection of predictability. Right. Lower operational costs. I mean, that's that's especially important during this pandemic. Right. Consistency. Systems are consistent. People are not. Right. When somebody doesn't want to call come into work or they when they do come in, they're a little tired. You can sense it in their attitude. Technology nah, shows up and just does its thing day in and day out. And all of these things collectively lead lead to longevity in business. That's what you're really after, you know, longevity and profitability. So I get it. I get why people are looking for the shortcut. That's really what it is. It's really the shortcut. People are like, look, how can I jump over every step possibly created and just give me the funnel? Give me the system, you know, and systems are not built quickly. Everybody, they they're not built quickly, but they are built carefully more so. And the theme of this podcast is building the system is just the beginning, not the finish. And I can't tell you how many people get that wrong. In, in this exact same situation that I told you about or the scenario where people are, oh, look at that funnel. I need that funnel. They think like a product that you buy off the shelf. Once I buy the product, I got it. That's not the same for a system. Right. Once you build that system, you don't necessarily have it yet. You have just started the process of owning something worth owning. But the building of the system, the completion of that build is not the beginning. It's the, it's it's not the finish. It's the beginning. OK, so building the system is just the beginning. You are not finished. Ah, wipe your hands clean up. Oh, there it is. Got my system built. OK, welcome to the game like. First quarter, go. you, Like that was just practice. That was just prep, really. And when I say systems, I'm, I'm really speaking of the primary six systems of scale. All right. Traffic generation, capturing information, following up with those leads, offering them something, closing the deal and delivering what you offered. These are the basic systems. There are more, of course, that span across your entire business, you know, from HR to finance to IT. You can truly automate your entire business. But for the sake of this podcast, we're sticking with what I call the significant six. So when you hear the word system, just know I'm thinking of that those six systems in conjunction, working synchronously to produce a result. Okay, and to reap these fully and continually uh, these benefits that I mentioned earlier, uh, you need to have mature systems in place and maturity a mature system is an optimized systems is an optimized system so on average if you were if you were to start with a business i'm not talking about from scratch i'm talking about a already up and running business to get a a the the foundational system in place these six systems of scale in place it's going to take about 6 to 9 months with somebody who really knows what they're doing And again, that's just the beginning. Okay, it is not going to be 90 days, you know, three, four months. It's going to be six to nine months with someone who knows what they're doing. So if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know the person's acumen who's building it out, you might as well just prepare for a year. I'm just being honest with you. And again, that's just the beginning. So the first expectation I I want you to get embedded in your mind is commit to the time it takes to get the system built. From planning, um, when you're building out a new system, everybody, you can't bypass the planning stage. Some of the most successful people that I've been able to work with respect the planning stage. They don't rush it. They're not like, hey, can we can we not spend uh, two weeks on creating a a strategy document that clearly outlines the projections of what the efforts that we're putting in place will make and documentation of the process and just overall description? Can we just skip that and get into building? If someone ever said that to me, I will walk out no matter how many how much money was on the table, because without a plan, how, how do you guide the execution? Right. How do you how do you know where you're at? how how fast you're going, when you're going to get there, you know, things like that nature, things of that nature. So commit to the time it takes to build the system and planning financially there is going to require some money. And here's the thing. Um, a lot of times when you're getting the foundation in place of a system, that is a that's a that's a sunk cost, meaning you pay that knowing you're not going to necessarily get a return on that immediately. It's just you. It's just like you, you have to pay it. You know, you have to get it done. And then thirdly, when we talk about committing to the time it takes to build a system, it's the team. Who do you need in place to get this system built and to get it maintained? The initial building is for you to create your baseline of operation. So and, and again, I, I I need to explain this so you understand the steps, the process. Everything that I listed Again, will not have an immediate ROI. When you're building that foundation, laying the groundwork, is not going to have an immediate ROI. But in time, collectively, they will produce the ROI desired. So when you're planning, you're you're investing financially and you're building out the team to get the system built in time. That thing is going to produce results. Which brings me to the next expectation. Okay. Initially, your system's function is to accumulate data. Yep, I said it. At w- once, <laughs> once you've done the work—six to nine months, maybe longer—and you've got your system in place, guess what? Its primary function is to accumulate data. The system serves as a mean as a means of gathering all the data you need to scale intelligently. Now, I know this may be a bit jarring for some of you, as I didn't say the system's goal is to generate revenue as the primary means once it's built. Revenue is a byproduct of an optimized system and we need data to optimize it, which means you must be measuring its performance. Okay, building it is the first step. Now we have to measure our performance. Okay, so with a system in place, we can now collect data across various steps and stages in our business. And that data is going to serve as an indicator that lets us know how we're doing. This is a kind of measurement and perhaps visibility you don't have in your business. Many people don't. It's one of the reasons why you digitize your business because you can measure more and what you measure, you can improve, which brings me to the next expectation. Don't build something you're not willing to or don't know how to measure. I teach. Listen, I teach this to all my mentees and students. I teach them build with measurement in mind. There may be an easy way, an easier way to build something, but if it's not measurable, I I advise against it because I'm always thinking. How will I measure this? And wh- whenever I build something, whenever I do something, and even whenever I consult and recommend something, I'm always thinking if we do it this way, how are we going to measure it? Just the other day, we were talking about conditional content. Everybody can condi- do leveraging. Conditional content is a skill. If you don't know what conditional content that is, sending an email. And the content within that email displaying differently based on information you've captured for each lead. Now, there's reasons why you have to be careful with using content, uh, conditional content and measuring because it really can skew your numbers and give you false positives. That's another podcast. And I can't go down that rabbit hole right now, everybody. I love conditional content used right. In fact, I perhaps there's a there's a, a need to create. Uh, The podcast about the ways to use conditional content effect uh, content effectively or at least a blog post, because I'm different from everybody else. I'm not talking about from a functionality standpoint. I know if you use it erroneously or irresponsibly, it's going to be very hard to measure its impact. And you don't want to do that. Okay, so again, in the beginning, this is what I teach. I'm always thinking about how can I measure this measurement and mark measurement and marketing go hand in hand, inseparable. And unfortunately, too often marketers do separate. You know, um, and they say, hey, we're just marketing, you know, we're just doing stuff. Hey, put leads in. We're making money. Go, go, go. Listen to me. That's that 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 approach has a has a, a short shelf life. You don't you don't build a a, um, a business that that you want. You don't build build a business for longevity, and you haven't measured anything. Are you crazy? You out of your mind? Yes, you are. <laughs> if you're not measuring, yes, absolutely, you are. You need to be measuring everything. It's from this process that our initial build gets better. Now, that's depending on your analytics and metrics team. You need somebody who can not only measure, but understand the numbers. OK, I have learned that those are not one and the same. Somebody could build a dashboard and look at those numbers and have no idea how to interpret them. You need somebody to do both or two separate people that do both. OK, so now you have the system built. Primary function is to accumulate data so you can measure. The next is to make data driven decisions. This is this is what if you were to talk about what is an optimized? How do you optimize? Well, you need data and you need that data to drive your decision making process. And when it does, that's how you optimize. Okay, so so quick, quick tangent. The amount of data accumulated is directly correlated to your contact throughput. In in previous podcasts, you all have heard me use the term contact throughput. Contact throughput is the amount of contacts that flow through your system during a specific time. So the higher this throughput, the more data, the faster you can get to optimization. So so what did I say? Like all of that means one thing. What you need traffic to mature your systems. Okay, once it's built, it's a little baby system. You know, it can't stand on its own yet. Don't know what it's going to produce. May poop at the wrong time. You're like, oh, yuck. Right. It's a little baby system. Now, contacts flowing through it is what matures it. Right. So that brings me to my next expectation. Expect things not to work. Furthermore, furthermore, expect that you'll get it wrong. And this is really listen. If you're a seasoned marketer. This one is easy for you to get. And I say that because um, in the past when I when I was working when I was this was I believe it yeah, this was at Lee Pages. We were always testing things. And there was one particular split test that we were running that we actually wanted to be wrong. Like we would we would set out. We'd have our our predictions, our hypothesis, put it in VWO, run the split test and we would hope to be wrong. And it was weird for me because I didn't hope to be wrong. I'll be honest. Silently, I wanted to be right. It was like, look, this this color is going to perform better. Red. Red's going to be, you know, catch their attention more than blue. Right. But you run so many split tests, you find yourself enjoying being wrong because that means that there's opportunity where you didn't realize where you didn't realize prior to the test. So I can't tell you how many times I've revisited my own systems and questioned the amount, the amount of steps um I've identified holes that I should have known better, you know at times I've added steps, other times removed them all from looking at the data and asking why. Why is it like this? Right. Have you have you ever looked at people's behavior in your CRM? It was like, hmm, that's an interesting sequence you took. Right. Like. It's interesting, but. That all comes from data and, and not just settling with the data, but the description of the data, asking why and doing discovery, because at the To make to make this process more tangible and easier, that the data has to be visual. You the I say one of the most underutilized but powerful tools in marketing today, and I'm starting to see marketers catch on is visualizing data. A process is 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 data. So if you can visualize a process, that's where the word funnel comes from. So you see these pages and arrows between the pages. It's the visualization of a process. So when you can visualize data, it now makes it uniformly easier to comprehend. If I showed you a pie chart and it was split in half, it's easy for you to see that's half and half. Now, if I tell you I had uh, 136 leads come in from Facebook and then I had 272 leads come in through Pinterest. You don't necessarily know that that was uh 50 percent. You don't know that unless you're really good at math. And by the way, I just I multiply 136 by two in my head while I was talking. So I hope that number was accurate. Right. So the data must be visual for those who are analytically mathematically impaired (laughs) okay and i say that not as a slight to you you know who you are some of you your head hurts just doing basic arithmetic you know who you are so that's what i'm saying and there's more people like that than not so i like to skew towards that end and say make it visual So everybody can reap the benefits and it's just easier. So surprisingly, this well, it's surprisingly to people, but it's something I've always done. Um, I can build a pretty comprehensive dashboard in Google Sheets just alone. Google Sheets alone. But that's that's an entire (laughs) other episode, other process, maybe other blog posts to show you how to get your data into a spreadsheet and make that spreadsheet into a beautiful dashboard. But what it does is it allows you to be able, it's quick indicators. I can look and quickly see, hey, look, hey, we're on track, we're not on track. Oh, look at this. Oh, this is something I didn't realize was happening, right? You see all that when the data is visual. And specifically for this podcast in this context, I'm talking about charts and graphs. Okay. And 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 so with this data, it's now visual. So you'll continue to use that data to determine areas to focus on until you've hit the revenue goal you set out for. When we talk about revenue goal, I like to start at stability if you're not already profitable. OK, um, stability just means breaking even. So if you're you're, you're getting a system in place. The first task of that system is to get your business stabilized. So if it if 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 you need if it costs ten thousand dollars to operate your business with the system in place, you've optimized it to where it's generating 10 K. And you can't do that if you don't have the data to help you determine where to focus. I think I may have uh, mentioned this in the significant six episode, but there's certain indicators, right? So if you have high traffic and low opt ins, then you know that there's some misalignment with the messaging you're putting out and what they see when they show up to that landing page. So what do you need to focus on improving your landing page? Now, what if you improve the landing page? The traffic stays the same and leads go up. That lets you know you just fixed something. But then those leads are just not showing up to your offer. Well, there, it's either bad quality of lead. So you need to check your source. Or your follow up is inefficient, ineffective. Right. So you see, if, if I had all of these graphs that showed my leads, my traffic generation month over month, my leads captured month over month, you know, uh, the people who have attended events month over month, you'll start to see trends, you'll start to see correlations. And that's what's going to help you leverage your time wisely and not waste it in areas that aren't going to produce a big result. Okay, because that. My friends, is the ultimate parameter of your system's potential. Can it pay for itself? Because here's the thing. The same methods and processes you use to reach stability with your new your newly automated system. You're going to use those same methods and processes. As to you, you'll use those to continue to execute and build upon in order to scale. You're not going to change the game. It got you there now. We know what gets you here won't take you there. And that's why I said build upon. Okay. And one of the things uh, with a system that's been optimized um, in place is these become traffic ready. So I caution anybody that just says, hey, look, I want to run Facebook ads. To a brand new system that has not been battle tested what does battle tested mean it has not been able to prove that it could hold its own a system that requires two thousand dollars can't generate two thousand dollars i would not run advertising into that system right and it's a a reiterative process that never changes we start with planning plan it out hey What are we trying to accomplish? Where are we trying to go? Then you build it. okay? now that we're aligned on what we want to do, where we want to go, how about how long it's going to take? We need somebody to build this out. And all builders, as you know, are not equal. They're not. We had uh, we, we we built a house. Uh, When I was an engineer in in Ohio and the quality, we were in a community and and these were decent quality houses. But the community right behind us, you could tell just by looking at it, the, the quality was just elevated. So what did that tell me? All builders are not the same. Some people have that premium build quality. Others do not. And it's the same. The same is true for digital marketers. Digital marketing professionals and automation specialists that deploy these these systems in your business. They're not all equal just because they could talk the talk and, you know, say all the fancy words that you wish you knew the meaning to when truth be told they don't even know the meaning to it. Right. All builders are not the same, so you need to get one. You need to identify one, a high quality builder. What does a high quality bill look like? You've got documentation. Right. Naming conventions. We talked about that, everybody. We have talked about naming conventions. Episode 26. You better listen to it. Because if, if you if you're not naming your files and the the settings within your apps correctly. Or consistently, I should say shame on you. There is no forgiveness for me to give you. Okay, but that's a quality builder. They've got a consistent naming convention. They're organized. They've got notes. They've got uh, documentation. Right. That's a high quality builder, not someone that wants to jump on a call with you and then, you know, leave them to their own devices. They say, hey, look, it's all done in active campaign. Just start generating leads. Right. So the process start with planning. Then you build. Then you measure. Right. We measure for growth. That's it. Growth happens in the areas that we don't easily see. Need attention. That's what that's where growth happens. It's It's that that's what low hanging fruit is. It's an opportunity that we can't see. But when someone else comes in and say, "Ooh, won't you try this? And then they push that button and money comes out. or results happen. You're like, oh, my gosh, how did I not know that of, you know, proximity? And you probably weren't measuring. You've got to measure your marketing and then lastly, optimize. So plan, build, measure, optimize is the reiterative process. Once you have your system in place, guess what? When you do something new, you're going to plan it out, build it. Measures performance, optimize it and go right back to the beginning. Plan something else next. You're always doing it. You're always planning something, always building something, always measuring and always optimizing. It is the only path, the only path, the only way to build an automated system in your business that works for your marketing and sales and beyond. So who needed to hear that? Everybody. Who was the person that has been shopping on? They've been looking on the digital shelves for a funnel to buy and just put in their business. Who the, who, who's that person that you know? Sign up for ClickFunnels because they have all these pre-built templates and funnels, and they 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 purchased it, logged into it, hasn't used it. Right? They're overwhelmed. They're confused. Who is that person who who is that person that needs to understand that who that implementer that needs to slow down? Hey, look, man, did you plan that out? Can you won't you plan that before you just jump in the building? Right. Whoever those people are, whoever came to mind when I asked this question, make sure you share this podcast with them. They need to hear this. And if and if you found today's episode valuable in any capacity please make sure you're subscribed and leave a five-star rating in itunes for me I think it's apple podcast now but leave a five-star rating and review there all the episodes and show notes will be available at automationbridge.com forward slash podcast and if you're looking for more about systematizing your business i'd like to invite you to my weekly masterclass That covers the fundamental systems every business needs in order to scale. That's found at automationbridge.com forward slash systems. That's systems with an S. So until next time, automate responsibly, my friends.